Hello and welcome to the June 2023 episode of The Seagull. The Seagull is the place to stay up to date on everything you need to know about the 102nd Intelligence Wing at Otis Air National Guard Base, right here from beautiful Cape Cod, Massachusetts. I'm Tim Sandlin from Public Affairs, and together with Airman First Class Julia Ahasi, we will get you up to speed on what's going on here at the Wing. Hello, Julia. What's going on? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great. Great. So let's get into it. In this month's show, we meet Staff Sergeant Rithi Chai from the 102nd Logistics Readiness Squadron. We hear from the 102nd Communications Flight and the 102nd Medical Group as they practice their domestic operations skills alongside their counterparts from the 104th Fighter Wing and the Army National Guard. After that, we get a bit of motorcycle safety awareness training just in time for the nice weather. Finally, we hear clips from our other two podcasts, Zendetizens and Chevrons. You won't want to miss it. But first, in this month's command message, Colonel Sean Riley, commander of the 102nd Intelligence Wing, looks ahead to the summer. Through the fall, there's a lot of training, inspections, and mission execution in our future. It's going to be a very busy few months for the wing. Chairman of the 102nd, it is my privilege to deliver this month's command message. As we enjoy the spring weather and look forward to summer, thoughts might turn to the Red Sox and the possibility of another World Series victory. Personally, I am already looking forward to football season. I wonder if Coach Bill Belichick can once again lead the New England Patriots deep into the playoffs this year. I really like how Coach answers questions during the post-game press conferences. Whether the Pats had a huge victory or were soundly defeated, he is already preparing for next week's game. When pressed to respond about the game that just finished, you might hear him say something like, we are on to Buffalo, or whatever team they face next. Regardless of whether they won or lost, Coach Belichick knows that there are things the team needs to focus on during the week to improve, but at the same time, he is still looking forward towards the future and understands the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. This is where I see the wing right now. Based on the Inspector General review at the end of April, we know we need to improve some of our internal processes and procedures. We have already started to implement the corrective actions that are required, and while we need to focus on quickly completing this important task, we can't lose sight of what's ahead for the 102nd. Following this drill, we will start the first phase of our large-scale readiness exercise. It's been a very long time since we've practiced how to deploy a large number of our airmen equipment to support contingency operations. By the end of our annual training, we will have successfully exercised and evaluated both our personnel and cargo deployment functions. Looking a little further ahead, airmen across the wing will be very engaged over the summer. The 102 ISR group is preparing to resume their mission after accomplishing the tasks identified by the Inspector General. The 202 ISR group is finally in their new facility and both intel squadrons are now fully operational. This summer they will be the lead for the Air National Guard SIGIN Community Skills Validation Exercise. And at the end of the summer, the Medical Group Detachment has their XEVAL. This important exercise will validate their ability to provide homeland support whenever needed. The Mission Support Group is very busy preparing for our largest mobility exercise that we've undertaken in nearly two decades while they continue to support the tenants on JBCC and events across the Commonwealth with deployed communications and security forces. And finally, the 253 CEIG continues to support requirements across USAFE and half Africa and are drafting the st strategy for Air National Guard XCOM in the Arctic. I would also like to personally thank our recruiters as the wing's end strength is now over 92%. 
And please remember that we are all recruiters and there are several opportunities over the summer to help out with the recruiting events. Looking forward to the August drill, we are planning to have our family day at the Barnstable Fairgrounds once again. And this event will be a great way to say thank you to the friends and family that have supported us during a very difficult time. And this fall, we will welcome the ACCIG team to evaluate the second phase of our large-scale exercise. Most of the mission support group functions will be simulating deployed operations, and both ISR groups will stand up their employed-in-place mission sets here at home. This will validate the wing's ability to support both our home and away game at the same time. So while there are many challenges and opportunities ahead for the wing, I'm confident that every airman is ready to work together and make sure that we all succeed. Thank you. Wing 2022 Airman of the Year, 2022 Military Person of the Year, and 2022 Air National Guard's Outstanding Air Force Logistics Readiness Airman of the Year. Wow, that was a lot. 102nd Intelligent Wing's own Staff Sergeant Rithi Chai was recently recognized for his service by the Boston Red Sox during their Hats Off to Heroes event. Chai is the material manager for the 102nd Logistics Readiness Squadron. He provides Wing Airmen with individual clothing and issue, individual protective equipment, and customer service support, serving personnel here at Oda's Air National Guard Base. Additionally, he is physical training leader within the squadron and vehicle control officer for the material management flight. Outside the military, Chai is a full-time college student at the University of Massachusetts Lowell. He volunteers with the AASA Youth Center, previously teaching Cambodian children traditional games. The Airman of the Year joined the Massachusetts Air National Guard in 2018, inspired by his older brother, who was in the Army National Guard. The brothers moved from Cambodia in 2010. The 102nd Intelligence Wing recognizes Chai for his hard work and his dedicated service to the mission. Head to our Instagram and Facebook to watch our video featuring the Airman of the Year. For now, listen to Chai's story in his own words and his advice for being a great airman and leader. It's the reason why I wake up every morning. It, it, it motivates me to just be, become a better person. Um, Staff Sergeant Rithi Chai. I was awarded Airman of the Year and Military Member of the Year and Logistic Person of the Year. I was originally was born in Cambodia. I moved to the state with my brother in 2010. He's also in the military. He's in the Army uh, National Guard. I really looked up to him, so that's why I, I'm here. I've been in about five years. One of my main reasons is just to serve my country, to honor my family legacy. So my brother being in, I just wanted to follow his footsteps and just to make my mom proud because she's a single mom and just wanted to do everything for her. I'm a full-time student at UMass Lowell. I'm currently studying information technology. I'm in material management over at the 102nd Logistic Readiness Squadron at Otis Air National Guard Base. I do IPE, which is individual clothing for like the whole base and test gas masks to meet the readiness requirement. I'm in charge of going through each section and to make sure all the equipment are being accounted for. My three proudest moments was the commuter service, the big warehouse move, and the COVID mission was definitely my top one. I volunteer at the Asian Center. I was born in Cambodia. I came here at a very young age. I didn't really understand much about like Cambodian culture, and I just don't want kids here to feel the same. For example, it was Cambodian New Year. So we were just there, set up our stands, and teach younger kids Cambodian traditional games. I would highly recommend you to uh, volunteer. Do anything that you love, but also not only you're making a difference for like the community, you, it's also benefit you because you get to know other people. 
and you get to build connection. It was the big warehouse move, the move over, which was removing all the shelves and all the equipment assets that worth over 20 millions over to the new building, making sure the new warehouses are up and running to support military members. And another thing that I'm proud of was the um, COVID orders. That was doing the uh, COVID mission, the Powderhorn COVID mission. Uh, I was tasked to work at North Andover, Sutton Hill Hospital at the retirement home. And I was there for uh, 60 days, just uh, serving food and like, it's just to talk to them. And you could tell like, it just brings a, a smile to their face every morning. And I just, I had like a sense of purpose. I was pretty surprised actually. Uh, they announced it at the ball, the military ball, and I had no idea. When I heard my name, I was, I was just very shocked. The Head for Hero was just like an opportunity for you to show your service and just to enjoy the game with your friends and family. It's real amazing to get like standing ovation from everyone, like tw uh, 20,000 people. And um, I'm just really happy that they chose me. I just wanted to say thank you to like my supervisor leadership for recognizing me for my hard work and also it was for them, like their mentor leadership. I want to be here. I just love the people I work with and what I do. One of my supervisors, he's also my uh, mentor and I have my chief, he just gave me good advice and I could always turn to him whenever I need it. To have that, it's very important. Sometimes I would just get stuck, I could always turn to him just to help for like decision making, career, in and outside of military. So it's definitely your wise. Like to have if you have someone that you really look up to, what makes a, a good airman is to to be ready at all times. Always show up with a great attitude and to volunteer not only for work but also for your community. And you have to be. Uh, a multi-capable airman. What makes a good leader is someone who's willing to do what other people don't want to do and to lead by example and keep a happy attitude at all times and just trying to build morale up because having good morale means positive environment and it just motivates other people to to see a purpose, to see a purpose that uh, why you do what you do. Younger airmen don't, uh, don't understand that. I feel like they would just have no motivation so if you help them understand their whys, it would just make a difference. For me, the military helped me understand my, my why and to unleash my potential. With the nice weather upon us, it feels like a good time to talk about safety. In this case, motorcycle safety. Here are some tips before you gear up for your next ride. All right, just about to head home for the day. Did you know that all military members are required to take a basic riding course in order to ride their motorcycle on base? Not only is the course paid for by the wing, but I also receive a discount on my insurance premium just by taking it. In addition, riders must wear personal protective equipment while operating a motorcycle, either on or off duty. That means a helmet, a long sleeve shirt or jacket, gloves, trousers, and protective footwear. If you're riding at night, make sure you've got something on that is reflective like the lines of my jacket are this reflected belt. While military uniforms are acceptable, a riding jacket like this one will definitely keep you safer. All right, keep the shiny side up and see you out there.
The 102nd Intelligent Wing's Communications Flight and Medical Group Detachment 1 joined the 104th Fighter Wing and the Massachusetts Army National Guard in a combined training event on Joint Base Cape Cod, Massachusetts on May 19th. The event was in preparation of an upcoming evaluation of the Joint Incident Site Communications Capability and the Chemical, Biological, Radiological, Nuclear and High Yield Explosives Enhanced Response Force Package. Watch the full video featuring the combined training event on our Instagram or Facebook. Here's a message from the members of the training event about the mission. The training is important because in the case of a real world event, everybody here would be more familiar with their roles and responsibilities. We'd be able to answer more quickly. Master Sergeant CJ Allen and I am the JISC NCOIC. It's the Joint Incident Site Communications Capability, or the JISC, and our team is here to provide communications for the combined training event, the CTE. This is in preparations for the eval that's going to be happening later on this year. We're on standby uh, in the case there's an event, something happens, we'd be able to quickly deploy and set up communications to be able to give intercommunications uh, capability to the fire department, the police department, the military, the first responders on the scene, let them all be able to speak through our systems. One of the first things that happens in a domestic event is cell towers get jammed because everybody's grabbing that phone and everybody's trying to call their family, everybody's trying to call a loved one, see if they're okay, or to let people know they're okay. But once that happens, that's where we come in. We have our communications set up to provide uh, satellite communications so people can still keep that inner um, interoperability. I'm Captain Corey Fonger. I'm the JISC OIC. We work mainly with the command and control element, but also whatever civilian incident commander is on site at the time. We provide communications to the C2, which you can see behind us. We also provide wireless internet uh, capability for most of the units that are here. We're able to give them laptops, give them phones, give them radio. We're able to extend communications all the way down to the search and extraction teams where they are training to pull bodies from rubble, pull uh, casualties, uh, over to the medical tent where they're able to help people there, whether they're walking casualties or people that need more help. My name is Major Amory Leifer. I'm a nurse practitioner with the uh, 102nd Medical Detachment, SURF-P. We are here uh, this afternoon training uh, as part of a large joint training exercise. We are an all-hazards response unit. Uh, we can respond to many scenarios. Uh, we do specialize in chemical and biological agents. And so we're here to set up our tents and populate them. And we are basically a fully functioning medical units and ICU. It's been a while since we've been able to do this mission because of COVID and so this is a great opportunity to familiarize ourselves again with our equipment, our gear, working with our Army counterparts. Um, we're a small medical piece to a very large footprint of a incident command uh, under FEMA and so uh, this is a great opportunity to re-familiarize ourselves with our training. I'm Lieutenant DeSimone uh, with the uh, 102nd uh, Medical Group Attachment 1, part of uh, EMED SURFP. We have the capabilities to extricate people from, from uh, damaged buildings, from damaged structures. We can cut concrete, we can cut rebar, we can reach those patients. And what we do particularly is we provide the medical element to the Army. The Army provides uh, some search and extraction uh, personnel themselves. We are also search and extraction trained um, so that we can assist the, the Army not only with medical care but with extrication of those patients. Um, 
um, once we've extricated patients from, from dangerous areas, we can bring those patients to our casualty collection points. Uh, our tent is basically a small hospital. We can intubate, we, we have ventilators, we can provide various means of care uh, until we can get those patients to uh, a stabilized facility elsewhere. For the majority of the people out here, this is their first go around. So that just adds the importance of this particular mission and the follow-up evaluation that we're going to be doing. We're not just going to be based off of, well, this is how it was always done. It's been a, it's been a few years, so we're able to kind of rebuild and say, hey, does this work? Let's try this. What didn't work, what did? Um, so we're kind of rebuilding the mission right now. And uh, yeah, so far it's it's been working great. Before we go, here's a bit of a preview of our other podcast, Chevrons. From junior enlisted to senior leaders and those in between, we interview notable individuals to address everyday challenges and hurdles the enlisted force faces. In this episode, we speak to Airman First Class Julia Ahasi about the importance of resiliency. Ahasi, a recent graduate of basic military training and technical school, learned a plethora of good information in her role as an additional duty resiliency training assistant while attending the Defense Information School. We also learn a little bit about the Chevron's podcast newest co-host in the process. Find Chevron's on your podcast platform of choice. Your attitude is so powerful within yourself and within others around you that you can either create an environment of positivity and resilience and, and you know uplifting spirit even in the worst of circumstances, but you can also crush it even in the best of circumstances. You can buy into the hype, you can get dragged down by COVID and political nightmares and this confrontation and whatever's going on in your personal life and whatever's going on in your work life, you can let that drag you down or you can turn around and take an attitude like Dicemptor Optimus, which is Latin for best day ever. They always said that positive emotions the fuel for resistance um, and these different skill sets kind of show you how to have that positive attitude and how to control your reaction and your way of thinking. The Zen Denizens have been enjoying seeing nature come alive after the world's well-deserved winter rest. This is a season of growth for plants, animals, and humans too. Check out a clip of this month's episode focused on growth. The program is available on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, as a chaplain, it's really about serving all, you know, in terms of kind of being the lead advocate of spirituality, right? And right now in our culture, spirituality is a big deal. More right. and more people are spiritual, uh, unless people are being religious, you know. And uh, and spirituality, you know, most people think maybe it's religious actually, but they're actually quite two different things. And spirituality deals with things like meaning and purpose and identity, uh, questions that we're all wondering about all the time and so my role is to help people develop more of a full understanding of their own spirituality and if that's expressed through a specific religion or not religion uh, that's up to them you know and that's the cool part why i love my my job is because i get to walk with people wherever they're at you know whether they grew up in a certain background or didn't or want to change things up um, i realize as we move forward as a country as a community that this spiritual part, which is one of the pillars of comprehensive airman fitness, that um, a lot of people have a lot of freedom, which is great, but there's not a lot of development in that. It's kind of like if you're, you know, if I was like 
working out, you know, and I want to make you get stronger and muscular. Uh, you know, there's a certain routine and things you have to do, nutrition, physical exercise, a workout plan. Uh, with spirituality, which is a little more, in some ways amorphous, it, it requires a little more work. And um, one of my biggest concerns moving forward as a community and culture is that a lot of us uh, maybe don't have as strong as a spiritual understanding of life and ourselves because uh, we need that when the challenging times happen, which they will, which they always will. So um, that's kind of the main thing about being a chaplain in the military, I think, is to serve, care for people, but really help develop uh, their spiritual identity, their spiritual strength. Thanks for listening to The Seagull. You know, summer's almost here, Julia. Uh, let's take a look at some of the holidays and observances coming this month. Uh, June 2nd, the day we record this, is National Leave the Office Early Day. You punching out early today? I would love to punch out early today, Tim. Sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> June 3rd, tomorrow, is Repeat Day. Does that mean repeat the uh, National Leave the Office Early Day? or? I think that every day should be repeat day, if repeat that's what day. that means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, na- June 4th, Sunday, right? Uh, that's n- National Hug Your Cat Day. Uh, do you have a cat? I don't have a cat. I have a dog. But if I had a cat, I would hug it that day. <laughs> uh, June 7th is National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Uh, that's interesting. What's your favorite flavor? Chocolate, Tim. This chocolate, okay. It's my favorite. It's also VCR Day. Do you know what that means? Oh, I'm not that young, Tim, but (laughs) we don't use those anymore. No, no. Uh, June 8th, World Ocean Day and National Best Friends Day. So grab your best friend and go take a trip to the the beach. I would love to do that. I think it's a great thing. Great thing. It's a a bonding experience. Yes, those Cape Cod oceans. Absolutely. Watch out for sharks. Uh, June 14th, happy birthday to the U.S. Army. And it's Flag Day, so go out and represent. Absolutely. Coming up on June 19th, we'll be observing Juneteenth, a day that honors the end to slavery in the United States and is considered the longest-running African-American holiday. According to the Defense Equal Opportunity Management Institute, in 2021, Juneteenth National Independence Day was declared a federal holiday and a presidential proclamation was issued on June 18th, 2021. Most importantly, it represents victory over the institution of slavery and the beginning of the fulfillment of America's promise of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for African-Americans. Take the time to reflect on the importance of this holiday and what it means to the history of our military and the nation. June 19th is also Father's Day, so make sure you pick up a really cool Father's Day present, like a funky necktie or a barbecue tool set, maybe a fishing pole, I don't know. Make sure you get them a gift receipt just in case. June 20th, Um, A very awesome day, American Bald Eagle Day. It's also ice cream soda day, so that kind of goes back, you know, what's your favorite ice cream soda? Um, It's root beer float count, is that an ice cream soda? That is the only ice cream soda. I think it's the only one I can think of right now. Uh, June 21st, watch out, Uh, it's going to be nationally, it's uh, National Selfie Day, so be careful of, uh, you know, watch out for all those Instagrammers out there taking pictures of themselves. Absolutely. And it's also summer solstice, so summer is the first day of summer. I can't wait. My favorite season. What's your favorite season, Tim? Uh, summer. There we go. Maybe the, Maybe fall. I don't know. It's a tie. Summer is the best. Summer is the best. i, I got to give you that. Uh, June 26th, National Chocolate Pudding Day. Is that kind of somehow related to Chocolate Ice Cream Day, you think? Anything chocolate. And then uh, National Sunglasses Day. I feel like people know that's coming up. I just keep on seeing 
Air Force people wearing aviators, and somehow they're always paired with mustaches. I wonder what that's about. Oh, that's that's in celebration of Colonel Robin Olds, oh. the, the OG Top Gun. Oh, uh, Top Gun. See, well, not really. Sense. I shouldn't say Top Gun. That's a Navy thing, but uh, it could have been Air Force, but they said yes. no. The absolute OG role model fighter pilot, Robin Olds, right. and very close friend of Chappie James. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Otis. And so, that's uh, National Sunglasses Day, June 27th. Yeah, wear your sunglasses, grow that mustache out. Right, and reflect on those aviators. Absolutely. Uh, June 29th is National Camera Day, a, spa- a, a place especially close to the hearts of public affairs people everywhere. Absolutely. Always have a camera in our hands. Right, absolutely. Uh, and finally, June 30th is Meteor Day and International Asteroid Day. What, what's the difference? They're both kind of the same thing, right? Um, I couldn't tell you. I'm not the Space Force. Oh, it's true. True. We'll have to, we'll have to uh, go and ask them. Thank you very much for joining us in this month's Seagull. For more news from the 102nd Intelligence Wing, visit our website at www.102iw.ang.af.mil slash links or search for 102iw on any major social media platform. <laughs>